everyone, and welcome to Worth the Calories. I'm Matthew Vose. And I'm Catherine Vose. This week, we have been watching Vegan Week after eating our lovely Wagyu beef burgers. <laughs> Do you know, I hadn't even yeah. thought about the juxtaposition. <laughs> that, that was some juxtaposition, we, wasn't it? We didn't chime them together well, did we? No. Sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> but, but the Wagyu burgers had been promised for four months. Yes, yes. I was very pleased to finally get them. Thank you very hey. much. Nice. Um, vegan week. So we're down to the, definitely in the second half. There were six left in the tent. Uh, signature challenge, eight tarts, two different flavours, two hours, no dairy, no meat. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it, a, an interesting challenge, a little simple. It did seem simple, and yet they didn't seem to all, some of them pulled it off nicely, mm. some mm. of them didn't. Mm. Uh, there, there, were, there were definite elements within there that I'd be interested to try. Right. And there was some of them did some really nice decoration that I think made the whole thing look very visually appealing. Mm. Yeah, I, I, where's I, the pork? I feel, well, I feel like not not even where's the pork or bacon or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. on that. It's almost more make something that's not a quiche but a small pie type thing because yes. that would be the obvious thing is to, to do a quiche if you're doing small tarts with this sort of flavour. Yeah. But you can't use eggs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. Nothing really struck me in it. Obviously, some people did. Uh, you, no, you, you're you're right. Some people did better. Kim Joy got a handshake, and other people got a oh, it's a decent job. It did okay. Maybe less filling could have been better, but yeah. you know, it was all okay. No one did particularly bad. John's, I think he knew was not going to come out well. Mm. Um, but even that, they they really liked the flavors, uh, particularly his falafel. Yeah, I, I think John's were just. Slightly poorly executed, and I don't know if it was just because he was on—he wasn't on form this week, because mm-hmm. he's a bit of a meat man, yeah. Or—or—or um, or, or if he did overreach to try and overcompensate, and therefore didn't have time to do what he'd planned to do. On this one particularly, it felt like he hadn't practiced it. Yeah. Now he said he had more filling at home, but. Okay, that's a big difference, Huge. given given how much space there was. So it's it's almost like he baked the tarts too big, but he had so much pastry over the edge. Yeah, I, I, I was a bit confused. To be honest, I was a little bit confused why he was so bad mm. in that first round, mm. because I'm just like, but I know he's better than that. Absolutely. So... Yeah. I, I think we'll, we'll have more of a conversation on this at the end, but I really do feel like he looked at this and gone, I'm not going to be able to do this week. Yeah. So I'm doing my best effort, but this will be the the one that pushes me too far. Yeah. So. I guess I guess that thing of um, competition being a mental game rather than a physical game mm-hmm. from sport mm. possibly also applies here. You know, if you tell mm. yourself you're going to be a bit rubbish. Yeah. Maybe you are. Yeah. And and he seemed very pleased to have gone as far as he was, but not yeah. cut up. He was going now, and, and mm. there were very few interviews with him. Very few things of him looking emotional or stressed about it. Yeah. It was just like, it was like, oh, yeah. meh, not for me. Ah. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to say about this. I, I guess some of it is it's not the sort of thing I'd go to. Almost like the technical last week as well. I, I don't tend to go to small pies and tarts. Yeah, th- this is definitely not something I'd cook for you. No. I, and, and this is something, you know, I'd, I'd, it's not something I'd buy for you from the deli counter. I know that this would not be a, mm. Matthew, a Matthew thing. I mean, there were certain things in there. That I would okay. pick out right. and what, say, yeah. What were the ones that really interested you? So not necessarily as the tart, mm-hmm. but I was very interested in the French onions <laughs> caramelized in. Um, was it was it prosecco? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I feel that there is somewhere within my um, <laughs> cooking repertoire that one could one could insert yeah. some prosecco caramelized French onions, possibly on a posh hot dog. Right, yeah, because yeah, they yeah. did say it was a bit like hot dog yeah, onions. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. If we get some posh sausages, mm. I can do some posh onions. And and that was Briny who also did her other pie that was actually more sweet than savoury. Yeah, that and, looked, and that I looked think, dreadful. <laughs> yeah, possibly let her down a little bit. It, it, again, it's Briny cooks to our flavours. Yeah, and things that we got. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. And, and you know, we'll see it with the other um, round as well. Yep. Were, were there any others that? Um, I. Out? I well, Rahul's chickpea curry pie mm-hmm. 
I'd be interested in tasting that. I like the look. I liked the look of it. I, I really like chickpeas, mm-hmm. so I think that's a flavour that I'd like. Again, not sure I'm so fussed about having it in a pastry tart. Yeah, but as a filling, as a side curry dish, mm. that that I think is a flavour I'd I'd be interested in trying. I was totally disinterested <coughs> in Ruby's flavours, um, and I was. I was curious as to why Manon chose to do chestnut and mushroom because as far as I'm concerned, as much as I like mushroom as a flavour, any time something is done with mainly mushroom in it, Mm -hmm. it just looks grey. It's a bit grey, yeah. Like mushroom soup. I actually really like the flavour of mushroom soup, but if you look at mushroom soup, it's like grey sludge. Yeah. So why why would anyone think her pies would look anything other than grey sludge? And, And her other one, she kept calling it ratatouille. But I feel like a ratatouille has more red to it. Hers was kind of the slices of some of the ingredients, but actually it was, was, I mean, it was listed as aubergine and courgette. Yeah, so it's deconstructed ratatouille. Yeah, whereas I would have expected a lot more tomato, maybe some pepper, maybe some, you know, other other ingredients in there. Yeah. That's yes. that's probably the one, that and the chickpea, one of the probably the ones I would have gone to if I'd, if I'd had to come up with something for them. Yes. Um, I, I was impressed that they all, by and large, the pastry was fine. Mm. John had a bit of a problem, but but by and large, it was all okay. Yeah. They, they'd figured out how to do it. And that, I think, was a lot of the challenge here. Yes. yes. Was, was show us you can do pastry. And the fact that it went fine for all of them meant it had to be, okay, so let's see how the pie and the fillings come out. And let's talk about it in those terms. Yeah. And, and, and I think because of that, it seemed a fairly... Um, flat round mm. if you know mm. what I mean there wasn't a lot of there weren't a lot of peaks and troughs in this round no. everyone was much of a muchness yeah Raoul had poetry yes for his gurgy chat gurgy I, I can't read my own handwriting <laughs> <laughs> that's my problem <laughs> um and Kim Joy got a handshake yeah I got flavor plus and very good job I, I'd be interested it's difficult because whilst I love tofu done well mm in a nice restaurant, mm-hmm. I have yet to be able to successfully create a tofu dish in my own home in this country mm. that I enjoy eating. Yeah, that looked very much like imported tofu as well. Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because in Japan, I- I'd merrily in the summer do exactly what she said, get mm. a block of nice tofu, grate some ginger over the top of it, a bit of soy sauce, mm-hmm. beautiful on a hot day. Right. Not with anything I buy in Sainsbury's no. here. Yeah. But. Okay. Yeah. So our technical was vegan pavlova, which mm. we absolutely called. Yeah. Um, again, I feel like there should have been more, oh, calamity is not the right word, but an expectation of people not being able to whip it because they talked about it being fragile. And, and the way Prue talked about it being fragile made me think it was that the, egg, the, the, the fake egg can lose its structure in the same way meringue can, that you can suddenly, oh, now it's gone. Now I've lost it. Yeah. Um, but they didn't have any problems whipping it up. No, there, there was Kim Joy had a second attempt because she wasn't happy about the way it happened the first time, and then they had hers and it had all broken. And then when they had Rahul Rahul's second, they made a comment of yes, the meringue's been whipped properly. So clearly something about the way yeah. she whipped it, whether it was over whipped, under whipped. But somehow there wasn't yeah. enough air in there, which is why it's a bit flatter, yeah. I guess. But by and large, the difference was the piping. And the way they'd constructed it and had it broken when you moved it. Yeah. Which is the heat and the drying out of meringues. And again, so again, a very even round. Mm. Like, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a significant difference between between one and six, if I'm honest. No. Yeah, which, the, the, the construction was the big difference there, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess that's why even though um, <clears throat> Kim Joy came last in that round, she was still able to walk away with Star Baker. Because yeah. really it was not a nothing round, that's a bit harsh, but... <laughs> But but the difference between first and last was not significant enough that it could knock your whole day. Yeah, absolutely. Your whole weekend. Uh, I've, I've got some comments of uh, like Manon and Ruby, the meringue. I've got meringue plus with John, uh, the creme patissiere plus. Yeah. But by and large, Much no other real comments. Uh, and particularly interesting that Bryony and Ruby had tried it before. Mm. Third and fifth. Yeah. No, fifth and third, sorry. Yeah. So clearly so, not a significant factor in the yeah, outcome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the the whether you have worked with chickpea meringue or not doesn't actually make a difference because no. it works in largely the same way. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Okay. 
So our last one, the showstopper, a vegan celebration cake, four hours. So effectively, it was four hours to make two tiers. I think, yeah. I think did they all go for two tiers? Pretty much, yeah, yeah I think met, they did. And then some decorations as well. Yeah. Um, and within those tiers, they were also layer cakes. Yes. I think for pretty much all of them, if not all of them. Yeah, there, there seemed to be a, a quite a, a uniformity in their mm. approach to what a celebration cake is. Yeah. Um, there was a difference... I think who was using coconut oil? Manon was using coconut oil. Right. Um, and Bryony was using actual oil. Okay. Um, but even that didn't really get commented on in the end. There were no. other things to talk about in this round. Yes. Um, but the, the actual baking of it, I think the, the veganness of it didn't get, didn't make a difference. No, I don't think the be. I mean, perhaps some of the collapsing that, that took place, mm. perhaps the, that the difference in the ingredients in the cake may make the cakes less stable. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I genuinely don't know, but I've not seen that level of collapse happening in other cakes. So perhaps a vegan cake produces a slightly more delicate cake. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely have never tried this before. Yeah. Um, but when they were tasting it, and they said they were going to judge it in the same way they would a normal cake, and yeah, it all seemed... Very normal, not too yeah. different at all. The, the yeah. comments were largely the same we've seen elsewhere. So the the collapsing was two of them mm. fell over. Yeah. Um, one that we had been teased about last week. Yeah. And it absolutely was Ruby's. And one was in the fridge when it collapsed. I, well, I think that's him trying to protect his um, shiny chocolate shards. But can you leave it in the fridge whilst the tent gets cleaned up? I guess so. Because mm, it seemed to be you put them on the end of the bench and then you walk away and leave it. It gets cleaned, you come back and you get judged. Right? Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Mm. Don't know. Um, but they, they'd both fallen over. Both of them were using um, a chocolate cake. I think both the rowels were chocolate cake, chocolate and coconut. Yep. With raspberry jam. And then more coconut syrup. Yep. However, Ruby's was a chocolate and lemon, two uh, two different cakes. Yep. As soon as she said, I'm putting the chocolate on top, it, it just sets off alarm bells because it's a heavier cake. You introduce chocolate mm. in something, when it, once it starts setting, yeah. it makes it that much denser. You absolutely called that straight away yeah. when we saw it. And, yeah. And, and it was like, makes me think, well, why, why did she put the chocolates on top? Because there didn't seem any, any aesthetic or flavor reason mm. to put the chocolate on top. Is it easier to make the lemon cake the larger one? Is that the thing? Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Because there wasn't, again, there wasn't discussion of practicing at home and how it went at home. Yeah. There's a little bit more detail that would have been good for it. Um, as ever with the Bake Off, we do have to um, shout out that it is great to see everyone coming around and helping. Yeah. And just doing what they can to make it go right. Yes, that was a group a group project to try and save Ruby's cake. That yeah. was very nice. Yeah, I really like that. And it's one of the things everyone always comments on the show. And that's exactly the sort of thing you can point out. Yeah. You know, it didn't go well, but they helped. Yes. Great. Yeah. You wouldn't see that on whatever that thing we were watching, Project Runway. Yes. Yeah, they would not <laughs> rally round and try to recut no, someone's they, trousers. They, they, and... They'd be, well... No, not mainly, no. They'd be like ripping each other's program. Yeah. <laughs> mm, well, April over there... Picked the wrong material, and I could have told her that that was going to happen. But I'm looking after my own thing. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. I don't know. I can't remember any of their names. <laughs> you're out. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. One day in fashion, one day you're in, and next day you're out. You're out. Except she does have a German accent rather than an American <laughs> one. But but never mind. Let's not go there. Let's not go That's there. Very long. Um, cakes, cakes. What did you think of the cakes? I want Bryony to make me that cake. Yeah? That looked damn good. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the look of it. I'm not sure about the chocolate ganache. It, it For what should have been a central thing of a celebration cake, the flowers stood out nicely, yeah. but the chocolate was... Okay, it's a chocolate ice cake. Mm. Um, Had it had some other, you know, a swirl of white chocolate or something in there. I would yeah. have felt more like it was a celebration cake. Yeah. But 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 the flavours. Yum, 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 yum. 
I'd eat that. Yeah, again, she absolutely goes to flavours we both yeah. like. Yeah, it, it's hard not to root for her, isn't it? Yeah. At that point. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the raspberry, they loved it because yeah, raspberry is a good flavour to include anything like that, and the look of it was wonderful. Yeah. You know the, the yeah. piping she did, amazing. That was a well executed cake, mm-hmm. both taste and and look. Yeah. That was a that was a good cake. It wasn't necessarily a amazing blow my mind give me star baker cake, mm-hmm. but it was a. It was a very good solid cake. Yeah, absolutely saved her from having gotten fit yeah. in the technical. Yeah. Mm. I felt bad for John. Uh, yeah. Cuz cuz actually I don't think his cake was as awful as as Paul made out mm. before it collapsed. Mm. It's just that again perhaps I don't know if it's the heat as well it won't yeah. look a warm day. Yeah. But you know it just had a little bit of a, a subsidence issue didn't it? Mm. Um it's hard because the decoration, I feel like he'd gone harder on the decoration than he normally would. I mean, the the, the sort of leopard print was yeah. really well done. Yeah, yeah. He'd obviously worked on that. The piping on the one above it was very ordinary. And, yeah. And it's just uh, it, trying too hard in one aspect and not enough in the other. Mm. And then it started collapsing and he had a lovely stand made for it. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the comment of crude seems harsh, but yeah. it was not inaccurate. No. For 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 the upper layers as mm-hmm. well, but I do feel that he'd gone for an overall interesting aesthetic. It wasn't that he just hadn't bothered. Yeah, and, and before it collapsed, looked all right. Bit yeah, ki- bit quiche, hmm? quiche, kitsch, 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 quiche, a bit quiche. <laughs> bit um, <laughs> now they said it tasted claggy. Mm. Now, when he was baking them, he thought it was claggy. Yeah, and he wasn't sure what had happened to them. Did he rebake it? Or did he serve the one that he knew wasn't that good? I couldn't tell. I don't know. Which made me think maybe he didn't. But also there was an implication of, I'm going to do that again. I don't know. Hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if he just served the one that he knew wasn't that good. Because he'd kind of mentally given up anyway. Exactly, yeah. Like, Why bother rebaking if I'm going out anyway? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. That, But that could be very mean. No. But... I, I, I'm getting that impression again because we didn't see... Any level of upset from him, we didn't see him in any interviews like, oh, okay, I've got to work, I'm going to pull this back tomorrow, I'm going to do really well. Was he just like, yeah, I'm going home today, I'm going to do the best I can, but this is not going to be my thing. Yeah. So, it, it actually, it will be really interesting to see him on Extra Slice mm. and see if we can gauge any more. So, so I think this might be something to return to next week if yep. we learn a bit more from it. Agree, agree. I was disappointed they didn't mention Kim Joy's Biscuits. Because mm, they look good. Yeah, because certainly the thing we saw, at least since Flora, because Flora did this as well. She always did macaron or cookies or meringue yeah. kisses or something, something too much. Yeah. And they said, if you've baked them, we're going to judge them. Yeah. So I assume they tasted the biscuits and they were ordinary. They were good, but mm. not worth commenting on. I don't but know. you want to see it, don't you? Yeah. 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 I this, mean, they look good. This was a very strange week of Bake Off. It did feel slightly out of kilter. Yeah. I, I felt like the bakers were doing a lot of time talking to the camera, mm. sharing jokes, making comments about what they were doing. And certainly that first day, the, the the first signature challenge, doing very little talking to the judges and the hosts. I agree. And then when they were assembling everything, we got a very long bit of music that we'd never heard before. Yeah. So I don't know whether it was just they, they started playing the music earlier and there was so much going on and so much to show that the music ran longer than normal, but... Yeah, but it just just felt a little out of kilter. Yeah, there's something just slightly strange. Even at the end, when they, when they were doing the bit of discussion before they revealed the, the star baker and who was leaving, they always sit there with slices of the cakes in front of them. Mm. They didn't have anything on the table. Mm. I wonder if that was because they all look so dry. <laughs> well, <laughs> vegan cakes start going off quicker, because who knows? Who knows? Um, the other cakes, we've not commented on on the other bakes in there. They all seemed fine. Yeah. I, I'm interested oh, to no, know no, how badly Manon's cake actually tasted. Yeah. Because it did look beautiful. Yeah. The the piping she did for her flowers was incredible. Yeah. I, I would love to be able to do that, and I do not think I'm ever going to be able to learn. That was so mm. good. The, the comment in that final piece of, I would give Ruby higher marks than Manon because of how good Ruby's tasted and how bad Manon's did. That's quite something. That is quite something. That is quite something. And that's um, 
little damning of Manon. Mm. Because if we think back over the series, I mean, she's done some beautiful things mm-hmm. that were totally beautiful, but she has done a few things, I think, and this might be my memory playing tricks on me, but I feel like I've got the memory that she's done things which have looked better than they've tasted before. Yeah, I think her flavour she's never quite gotten on to. I, I, I'm looking back over the other um, sheets that spread out around yeah. us. I can see comments of good taste but could do with less fish or a bit messy and breaking up and things like that. So mm. so maybe her flavour sense is not quite as good as it could her be. aesthetic, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, arguably, and like when you look at cake decorating exhibitions and things like that, you can ice a box mm-hmm. beautifully mm-hmm. and it'll look beautiful. Yeah. You know, the, the icing and the decoration is a very different skill to the execution of the underlying bake. Mm. And so so it's good. It's interesting and it's good to know that they are actually the underlying bake and the flavours mm. of, of the main piece. Is That's what they're looking for on the yes. show. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice to hear that from the judges mm. and, and see it reflected in their comments. Although... Ruby was seriously in trouble there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she really was. And Manon didn't seem to think she was. Although, you know, she'd yeah. come second. She'd done a decent job in that first round. Yeah, and she wasn't She wasn't placed in their list of people that were up for going home. No. She was, she was, she was right in the middle, basically. Yeah. Having, but having done such a bad job on that last one. Yeah. Mm. But that's two weeks in a row now that Manon's been... Well, she was poor last week mm. all round. Mm. This week she wasn't poor all weekend, but that last cake was a definite miss. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes next week. Mm, absolutely. Okay, so last week we made Puy d'Amour. Puy d'Amour. Wells of Love. Puy d'Amour. And we, and we made lots of jokes and puns on Wells of Love and other French phrases. So mm. let's hear how that went. If, we, if we're going to talk about this thing, let's let's record it from the beginning this time. Yes. <laughs> Did you, If you listen to the last one, it's quite funny because there is this kind of, and let's listen to that conversation. So green cocoa butter. And it's just <laughs> straight into the chat. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet because I just watched the episode, mm. uh, this week's episode yesterday. Okay. So I'll get there. Okay. So nice. we have made Puy d'Amour. Puy d'Amour. Um, just for full disclosure... We have literally just eaten Catherine's. Um, she started baking them on Tuesday after the episode. And it's just finished. <laughs> I can't believe they only had two hours for this this thing. It has... It, just the amount of chilling. Mm. I mean, there was there was over two hours of chilling. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So I started probably about 8am. I mean, I've been doing <laughs> other things as well. But um, yeah, like I, I started, I did a bit chilled. Did a bit more, <laughs> chill. Yeah, um, and yeah, literally, literally, we've just eaten the first two. We haven't assembled the rest of the ones I've made yet. We've just got a bowl of creme pat and a bowl of uh, compote in the fridge and some some empty puffed up shells cooling. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's not it's not a quick bake, is it? No, no, not at all. How long did it take you, Mandy? Um, I think altogether it was about three hours. Um, because I okay. sped up the chilling process by putting it in the freezer. Okay. Ah, fair enough. I wonder. I wonder if they were doing that in the show. I don't know, but they were doing more layers. A couple of them were doing rather than fold one in and one in mm. in thirds. They were folding it in quarters, so you end up with four layers. So doing the the lamination in theory a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, but also they're quicker at making it, and then they have everything else ready. And yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Which is fair. You know, they are very good bakers. Yeah, I, I guess they weren't coming upstairs and working on a Word document in no, between exactly, sections yeah. like I was. <laughs> Stopping, making breakfast, going back to it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Realising you didn't have enough eggs, going to the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've used a lot of eggs this weekend. I can imagine. I used a lot of eggs because, I well, I had to do two batches of the, the creme pat, so. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's start there then. How come you made two batches? So... Corn flour in the UK and cornstarch in the US are not exactly the same thing. Okay. okay. And so when I used 40 grams of cornstarch in the recipe, it basically turned into a solid mass. Oh, dear. And, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, did get it to go through the sieve, but it was not appetizing at all. It was this really <laughs> yeah. weird, gluey texture. Okay. So I scrapped that and remade it. And the second time I made it, I didn't quite get it thick enough because I like overcorrected the amount that okay. I put in it. 
uh, but it was delicious. Oh, interesting. Mm. We'll have to uh, work with that because there was only a little bit in last week's or whatever the, the in the blancmange. I think there was a little bit of cornflour, right? But probably not enough to really impact it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one, I I think because it was such a small amount and there was so much liquid, it was okay. Mm. But putting an equal amount of sugar and cornstarch here yeah. was way too much. And so I think I went Excellent. down from like 40 grams to around 15. And okay. then I wow. added a little more slowly to see if I could get it to thicken up more. But I was mm-hmm. afraid I was going to overdo it again. And so I, like out of fear, stopped just short of where it really needed to be. Okay, yeah. I, I think my creme pat's a little runny. <coughs> it seemed all right when I did it, mm-hmm. but now having spooned it into the centre of the of the um mm. Prix de Mort, um I, I, I I don't think these are a transportable dessert. As much as people at work and my friends who I'm seeing tomorrow night are like, Oh bring us some Prix de Mort. <laughs> I think that's gonna be a disaster if I try and take that on the train for an hour. Yeah. I don't know, assemble them and chill them. Mm. You might you might get away with it. Um at the very least you can take mine. Because my creme pat's set very nicely. Your creme pat's yeah. lovely. I was very pleased with it. Um, <laughs> not not as vanilla-y as yours. Now, uh, it was a question I had for the two of you. At what point did you take the vanilla pod out of the mixture? Oh, I just left it in the mix and the stuff that sieved out. Okay. So mine was vanilla. Was that not right? Mandy? I didn't actually use a vanilla pod because I had okay. that lovely jar of vanilla paste from a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. And I used that instead. Good shout. I thought about that, but I'm aware it's high in sugar content or something. I was like, oh, I don't want to. I, I was wary of using it. I don't know. It didn't know what it was going to do. Um, I took the vanilla pot out at the point, I think, when I poured the milk into the eggs. Right. Um, just because I was like, okay, clearly it's going to go into the sieve. But at this point, I don't think it's going to add too much more. But I wonder if it actually does. Who knows? Don't know. Hmm. Okay. Puy um, more. Wells of love. Had a number of stages. You had to make a rough puff pastry, chill it, fold it, chill it, fold it, chill it, fold it until doomsday. <laughs> make a compote, make a creme pat, make some shoe pastry, chill everything again and again, then cook it, then assemble it. And, and chill it. Oh, and then chill, chill it. it after chill cooking it, it after and then assemble it. it. Yeah. Um, had anyone else made rough puff or any puff pastry before? I, I'd not made any of the elements of this before. Okay. I hadn't either. Yeah. Okay. I think I've done rough puff once before and I didn't like it. I've done puff pastry before and as much as I didn't like it, it was easier. There's something about rough puff that I find I can't do the layers very well. It, it just didn't seem to to maintain its layers, probably in the rolling and the folding, or mm. I melted the butter or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's because because I mean you you are basically a human furnace, and I wonder actually <laughs> if um, but I, I genuinely think part of the the point of the chilling and the using the frozen butter mm. is to try and try and keep the dough as cold as possible at every stage. So I was trying to touch it as little as possible, yeah. I, I, and I wonder if. Um, but perhaps if you were finding it challenging, it's just because you are very My warm-blooded. Sheer yeah, your, yeah. your sheer heat, exactly. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, I, I did try grating the butter by holding it in kitchen paper. Uh-huh. So I wasn't directly touching it. So just trying trying to be a bit better. And then I ended up grating kitchen paper into it. Nice. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> so I stopped doing that really quickly. I, I really did not enjoy grating frozen butter. Really? No, no not it at all. It really irritated me. <laughs> And I think it's because at first I thought, oh, I know what would be efficient is if I just hold the grate over the bowl and grate directly mm-hmm. into the bowl. But then it wasn't falling off the grate. And in the end, I, I grate it because we've got one of those graters where you've got a lid and a and a box into which the grated produce falls. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I actually found it was easier just to mm. grate into that box and and it. then dump it in. Mm. But yeah, not fun. How, how, how did your rough puff go, Mandy? It was challenging. <laughs> Partly, okay. well, so grating the frozen butter was difficult, um, especially towards the end because I was trying very hard not to cut myself because I'm really mm. good at cutting myself in the kitchen. Um, but our the butter that I used was white, not yellow, and so it was really hard to see it anyway when I was rolling the dough out to make sure okay. that it hadn't melted. Right, um, and so I think it probably did melt a little bit. Um, and I think I overworked it trying to get it to roll um, right. and, and mm. roll it uniformly enough where I could actually fold it where there were layers everywhere 
if that mm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how you guys do it or how the folks on the show do it, but everybody that I saw do this had this perfectly rolled out rectangle. Mine was not perfect. It was virtually not a rectangle. But... <laughs> I figured I'm cutting shapes out. Who cares if if it's roughly the right exactly. thickness? Right. Who cares if it's a rectangle or not? Yeah. So I, Plus I they think only between me six. trying to get it uniform and also trying to roll out the layers, mm. I overworked it because when I baked it, it ended up not really puffing. Like it had okay. layers, mm. but it was very crispy and didn't really puff at all. Yeah, I think we ended up with something fairly similar for me. Um, but Catherine, yours yours was very nice. Yours, you were my, worried mine, about mine, the puffy puffiness. Yeah, my, mine puffed so much that in the middle, I was worried about, in fact, I still am with some of the ones left because I chose some of the less puffed ones to try just now. But they, they've puffed right up in the middle of the shoe, so there's almost no well in my well d'amour. <laughs> Dome d'amour. Dome d'amour, exactly. But I, I wonder partly, is that because I didn't, Pay. It's not that I didn't take care. It's just I didn't even have a think. Ab- I didn't even think about does the butter look evenly spread. I just kind of bashed it about as little as possible and then stuck it in the fridge. <laughs> I also think the difference possibly between mine and Matthew's is that because of the emergency egg buying mission, the oven was warming mm. for about forty five minutes before I put anything in it. And our oven's not necessarily the most reliable on temperature. Oh. So I think because I had it heating up mm. for so long, I, I think it has more chance that the oven was actually at the right, at, at sufficiently hot enough heat mm-hmm. to to go straight in and and heat the pastry up. I wonder if um, what the oven was saying was two hundred degrees for Matthew mm. might not have actually might been two hundred degrees. Mm. Mm. Who knows? Maybe because your shoe also rose really nicely. Like, that is a very nice shoe pastry that you've made there. Get in. <laughs> <laughs> With emergency eggs. <laughs> With emergency eggs, exactly. <laughs> uh, next on the list of things to do was compote. Uh, hull lots of strawberries, cook lots of strawberries and sugar, add some raspberries, add some lemon juice. Bish, bash, bosh. Uh, any interesting things happen when making compote? I thought it was the most delicious thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I- I'd make that again Absolutely. on ice cream. Did you add raspberries? I did. Oh, I figured because there was such a high ratio of strawberries to raspberries that it would be okay, and the raspberries would just Mm. give it that little extra color and and like tartness, Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened, and I could eat that stuff by the spoonful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm a fan of the compote. Mm -hmm. More more than I, I mean, I liked the jam that we did for the wagon wheels, Mm -hmm. but I prefer the compote, and I can definitely see room for more compote in my life. Yes. Nice. Now, I didn't chop my strawberries up, because it just said strawberries hull, so I put them in whole. And then they'd still maintain some of their structure, so their shape by the end of it. So I end up using a bit of a spoon to bash them and make it a bit thinner. Mm-hmm. Did you guys cut them up? Did you have any issues with that? I, I learned from your experience <laughs> and I cut mine up. <laughs> I cut mine in half generally. And then mm. while I was stirring it, um, I used the spoon to kind of cut them a little bit smaller. Right. So I think all of my pieces ended up being about the size of the raspberries, although the raspberries completely fell apart mm. in the heat. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. strawberries kind of... They ended up in much smaller pieces than when I started. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and I ended up using a wooden spoon just to mush it all down. And it mm. worked. Because I was just shaking it to stir it, you know, like you do. <laughs> Hey-ho. Uh, creme patissiere. We've touched on it a little bit. I have a question for both of you. How do you separate yolks from whites? Do you shell juggle? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I shell juggle a bit. I mean, okay. I, I, and I, but I, I obviously make sure my hands are extremely clean before I start. <laughs> I shell juggle a, a bit... But then I pour the last little bit into my hand and just catch the egg yolk with my fingers okay. and I drop it into the egg yolk bowl. Right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, I shall juggle, except for the one where I dropped the whole yolk into my discarded egg whites and had to use my hands. <laughs> <laughs> but I rescued it, so it was fine. Yay. I had that happen on two of them. And we have a little silicon fish thing that you use to suck up the, the uh, egg yolk. So I sucked it back out of the white and dropped it in. Is that what that fish is for? Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I did wonder what this little fish was doing on the side. I was like, what part of the bait does that thing come into? Yeah, it? you sort of squeeze it together and then release it either uh, uh, next to the egg white egg yolk. Right. And it sucks the egg yolk in. Oh. And then you just go bloop into, into your egg yolks. Oh, I want to try that. Oh, you can. Oh. You can. <laughs> I can. <laughs> you can. Um... 
I got really worried at the thickening stage. So I was like, this is kind of thicker. This is kind of thicker. This is kind of... Oh, no, no, it's really thick. Quick, take it off now. The, the, the turning point of it not being thick enough and then being thick was a surprise. Mm. Also, the lumpiness of it before it goes through the sieve was yeah. a surprise to me. Yeah, I was looking at that sieve like... Is that just to get the vanilla pod out? Because I can see the vanilla pod. This is going to be really easy. Oh, no, it's because of the massive lumps of crematism. Yeah. Oh, how did you find it, Mandy? Did, was it a surprise to you as well? It was, especially the first time, but that's when it went horribly wrong. And it was one <laughs> <Yes>. giant lump. <laughs> yeah, I fair mean, enough, fair enough. <laughs> a, bit, a bit more like a mousse or a blancmange, it sounds like. Yeah, it, it was, oh, it was, it was awful. And um, the second time... There were a few lumps, but not as many. And I think that's just because I didn't have enough of the, the thickener in it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I would rather have too few lumps than too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I We found we had quite a bit of creme here left over. Yes. After piping it. And, and I think particularly for me, because I sort of piped to fill the well, but watching the show back, they piped at least another layer above the well as well. Mm-hmm. As well. Well, as well, um, well, well. <laughs> um, so they actually put a lot in there. I, th- I think I should have put more on. So, you know, we each had a little bowl of crumpets here after making it. It was very tasty. <laughs> yeah, I could happily sit and eat that out of a bowl with a spoon. Well, you've got bits of, of puff pastry left over. I have. So that would be fun. Just dip mm. it. Just yeah. Do it. I, I took all, all the leftover bits of puff pastry when I cut out the circles. I stacked them up um, and, and basically cooked a pile of puff pastry. Which was raw in the middle, because I should have thought, of course it's going to be raw in the middle. I've seen what happens on this show when people try to cook too much pastry. <laughs> I wish I'd cooked chunks as well, like you. <laughs> uh, although mine, um, so my leftover bits, I just put them in, and then they do. They are a little burny, <clears throat> but I guess mm. that's because the the actual um, cases had the shoe on top of the puff pastry yeah. to stop it just being mm. totally burned around the edges. Mm. So when you cut the circles out, you have to prick it with a fork. Oh, I didn't do that. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm... Ah, I'm wondering if that's why yours rose so much. I f- yes. That, that, ah. there you go. That's why my puff pastry puffed in the middle, right, because I, was, I, I totally forgot about pricking it with a fork. I was about to say, I'm not sure why why we had to do that. Okay, we have evidence for why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very good at reading the detail of the instruction. I'd read the instruction. But also, because I was reading the instructions on my phone. And then my phone automatically locks after about 30 seconds. So then I'd have filthy hands, because I, well, rather dough-filled hands, and I'd have to try and open my phone again and take the <laughs> take the digit lock off. And obviously it's not going to read my fingerprints when, the, when my hands are covered with dough. So I was working off memory for a lot of the instructions, which is why I kept forgetting details like pricking the circles and brushing the shoe pastry with, with egg and sprinkling yeah, sugar nibs. spare one... I brushed half it with, with egg and half it not. And you can you can see the difference in the glossiness, but that's all it does, basically. It just add a little bit of sheen. Fair so enough. Well, mine's, mine's just rough and ready. Nice. <laughs> no sheen. <laughs> How was the cutting in circles for you, Mandy? It was fine. I, I didn't have any trouble with it. I had also... Um, I, I forgot to prick the with the fork until after I had chilled it, and I chilled it in the freezer okay. so that it would happen quickly. And so the dough was very, very very hard because it's almost to the point of frozen when i pulled it out um and and so that probably adversely affected the baking as well right but i Mm. was able to you know prick it with the fork right before i put the shoe pastry on nice mind you it doesn't take long for things to warm it's probably only a difference of 30 seconds to get to the right heat anyway yeah Ah, that's fine um okay shoe pastry the last bit that we had to actually make um I found the instructions a little vague on the adding of the egg. Like, beat two eggs, then add it a bit at a time until it's stiff and glossy. Yeah, what does stiff and glossy mean? Yeah. I I don't know, but I only added one and a half eggs worth of my beaten eggs in Mm. the end because I got to the point where I was like, actually, I think my dough is going to become loose after this and it looks like a decent consistency. I'm happy to define it as stiff and glossy. Mm. And I've got very little time before we do the podcast. <laughs> so crack on, <laughs> basically. But yeah, about one and a half eggs went into my shoe. Yeah, I think that's maybe what I ended up with. Because I assumed like at least one egg had to go in. Because if it, if it was one egg's worth, she would have told us to only use one egg. Mm-hmm. So it was at least one. So I, I put in you know, probably half the mixture. And then kept doing it. And every time I'm like, it is stiff and glossy. I, I don't know what more... I Is it not stiff and glossy enough? Is it too stiff and glossy, is it? But that's the thing with baking. I think until you've done something 
and it's gone well, you haven't got that learned memory of what it going mm. well looks like mm. or what it going slightly badly looks yeah, like. Yeah, it's better to know what happens when it goes wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, I just think, you know, I mean, I'm not really a baker, but what I'm finding from doing these exercises is that this is not an activity where a theoretical knowledge will suffice. You have mm. to have a crack and actually get a feel for what the different things do and look like whilst you're doing them. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. How, 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 I was trying to make a pun with shoe. I was about, oh, no, no, how was it for shoe, Mandy? <laughs> oh, Lord. Um. Oh, you should see Matthew's expression now. <laughs> I think I'm going to get kicked off the podcast. <laughs> um, making shoe pastry hurt my arm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like the, the constant beating with the wooden spoon, just trying to get it. Um, and, and get those eggs in like my arm was really tired when I was done <laughs> I, I had a sore right arm as well after the, finishing the beating of the shoe yeah <laughs> yeah I think I, I didn't use all of the eggs either and it was because not because I thought it was stiff and glossy it was just because I was tired and my arm didn't want to work anymore mm. <laughs> I, I, when I was watching the episode back so I wanted to see you sort of answer some of the questions I had about the making of it having made it um, I was interested to see Bryony because I was like oh it's quite interesting how does she actually do this because You've got to be fairly dexterous for this. She holds the actual pan. All right. And then in, in her uh, other hand, then mi- mix it all. But she's like almost right on the heat with it. Mm. Yeah. No wonder she has plasters on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Okay. So once doing all that, we assemble it. We pipe it um, a little bit in to form a ring, to form a well. How did that go for everyone? He says pointedly at Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you know how... Uh, Catherine, you said you, you were having some trouble reading the instructions on your phone? Uh-huh. Well, I missed one single word in the instructions, and it completely <laughs> messed up the entire assembly process. Egg. Not Sorry. egg. <laughs> Not egg. So it says to pipe a ring of shoe pastry half a centimeter in from the edge of uh-huh. the disc. Uh-huh. I missed mm-hmm. the word in. And so I piped my shoe pastry half an inch from the edge of the shoe pastry. <laughs> and I thought it was weird, but I was like, both of these things are supposed to rise, so maybe they will connect in the middle. That that could have been lovely. It could have been like a, a sort of an expanded... Yeah, yeah, I can see... Hoop of love. I, I yeah. can see where your 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 faith in the in the magic of baking could have led you to make that conclusion. That's exactly what it was. Exactly. I was like, you know, that's what the directions say. So I'm just gonna do it. But in fact, that is not what the directions said. Awesome. I missed one two letter word, and it completely threw off the entire thing. Oh. Now, to be fair, I think you haven't seen the episode. I had not. No. no. If, if I had seen the episode, it would have made perfect sense. Um, and and I cannot wait to make these again and do it right. Um, mm. I did get two, actually three of them. I got got it just far enough away so that when they did expand, they touched and it created a solid <laughs> like disc. Nice. And those were the ones that I filled for the photographs. So the photographs nice. actually yeah. look nice. Mm. And if you didn't know what it was really supposed to be, you'd think, oh, that's great. But the rest of them, like completely unable to assemble, I had to like dip, like tear and dip to to get all of the flavors together. <laughs> <laughs> But it still tasted good, though. Oh, it was absolutely <laughs> delicious. It, it sounds like it's got a kind of eaten mess of love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I can imagine, actually, just like chopping the different bit, maybe maybe snipping up the shoe pastry and then putting some compote and then some creme pat and then sticking the <laughs> the um, the hard puff pastry bit on top. I can imagine that as a, a deconstructed puy de mort. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> abstract you know, puy de abstra- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still works. I like it. That's good. Yeah. So well, that's also why I ran out of shoe pastry. I couldn't figure mm. out why I didn't have enough, but it's because I was piping way more on each one than needed to be. Because yeah, I ended up with loads of shoe pastry left. I was a bit disappointed when I started washing up and I realised quite how much I was wasting. Mm. Um, but, it, but it was too late by that point. Yeah. I wasn't going to cook it's it with the, water with, uh, yeah. with, the, with the washing up liquid on top of it. <laughs> I also made but, uh, the same mistake that Dan made in the episode. And I opened oh, the oven. Opening the oven. Okay. Uh, so my shoe pastry also did not rise as much as it was supposed to. Right. Yeah. I, I, I made the same mistake, but I took the briny route. I, I banged it in the oven because I was like, oh, I've got to get it in the oven. And that's when I was like, oh, sugar. I have forgotten my sugar. Yeah. And I've forgotten <laughs> to uh, brush it with egg. But I was just like, oh, it's in there. Mm. Ah, okay. Mm. I 
remembered the nib sugar, sprinkled it all over. Uh, it was quite interesting, the stuff that didn't actually land on the cakes because it melted into a kind of caramel puddle, which was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, little drops of caramel all over the, the baking tray. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice it in the final flavour. I don't think the nib, nib sugar adds anything whatsoever. Yeah. I just, no, I, 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 I dropped some over the top right at the very end mm. before we served mm-hmm. it. I was just because I'm like, well, we've got it. Might as well use it. <clears throat> but yeah. I don't think that was the point of the whole... No, I think it adds a bit of sweetness because they are fairly... They're not quite savoury pastries, but they're not sweet. There's not a lot of sugar in there, is there? I don't taste them and go, oh, yeah, I can taste the sweetness too, though. Was there any sugar in the pastries? No. No. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's why. Because, I mean, there's plenty of sweetness from the creme pat and the compote, but still you want some tiny bit of sweetness in the pastry. Mm. But mm. yeah, I didn't get a lot of sugar on mine either because sugar nibs is not something that's easily found here. Right. And yeah. so what I did, I looked up, is there a way to make sugar nibs? And basically what I heard was buy sugar cubes and just beat them with a mallet until Bash you get right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what Fair I did, enough. but they were not uniform and they certainly did not look anywhere as nice as, as yeah. the sugar you guys used. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not fussed about using that. I could see myself sprinkling it on cupcakes or cakes I've got a buttercream on or something that to add a little bit of sort of crunchy texture maybe mm. but yeah Meh. um I wish I'd had more compote if I'm honest that was the thing I got to the end and I don't know whether I've reduced it a bit too much and hadn't ended up with an, with enough but certainly again watching the show they just had a load of strawberries and raspberries and throwing them in mm-hmm. I followed the actual amount for this and I wish I'd had a little bit more to spread around I just used all the strawberries and raspberries we had left in the fridge okay oh you had a lot of raspberries in yours then there we go. Because okay. so, I was about to say, because I feel like I've got lots of compote, but equally, I was just like, oh, we've got them, I'll just bang them in. It yeah. can't hurt. I think you have used twice as many raspberries as the recipe. Right. <laughs> Meh. Which is why yours is nice and juicy. It is. Ah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's interesting as well, because I feel like the lemon juice is a little high. I think it's also there for some of the chemical composition of lemon juice, in, in that it helps with this stuff, but... I feel I've got a slight tang to mine that I wish wasn't there. And I see I like the tang to yours because mm. I, I think I find the the sweetness of the creme pat a little overwhelming okay. without the corresponding tang of the, le- of the lemon juice. And mine are okay, but because yours are a little bit tangier, I prefer that even more. Oh, okay. But then that's because I've got a less sweet tooth than that's you. That's your flavour, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's, let's talk flavours. This is not my flavour. I, I like the creme pat. I quite like the, the compote. I'm not too fussed about the... Um, pastries because I like a sort of chocolatey and a biscuity kind of flavour. What did you guys think on tasting them? Mm. Mandy, what did uh, your other half think on tasting them? Oh, he loved it. Hmm. Yes. Um, he, he did the same thing I did as after it was finished. We, we both went and because I only assembled the two for us to try because mm-hmm. they were such a disaster <laughs> from the <laughs> piping mistake. Um, but we went and, you know, just started dipping bits into the, the compote and the, the creme pat. So mm. 100%, I loved this. It's my favorite thing that we've made from oh, really? the show so okay. far. Um, it, it's clearly not the best um, assembled thing that I've done so mm-hmm. far. But it, for me, it was definitely the best tasting. And I am absolutely going to make it again and, and try to get it right. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably agree, other than I think the naans are something I'll use. Mm-hmm. That that that, okay. that that appeals to my practicality. But th- this was very much my sort of flavour. Mm. I I'd 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 even even though it was a right royal pain in the prix de moi, um <laughs> <laughs> to make, I think I would possibly make it again. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, part of the thing is I think I'm not sure when I can see these being eaten. I mean, it really does feel like the sort of French afternoon in a cafe with a coffee or a tea. I would serve it when the girls came round. Okay. So, like, if I had, um, you know, if I had a bunch of friends coming round for for, for tea, afternoon mm-hmm. tea, or even, I, I, I could see this with a glass of champagne. Yeah, because it, it, it doesn't feel like a, a, a pudding, a dessert. And it feels a little heavy, I don't know, a little heavy, I think, just for a, for that kind of afternoon cake. But also because it's not my flavour, it's not the sort of thing yeah, I'd order in a, I, I, in a, a patisserie. Exactly, I, th- I think, and I think that's the thing. I think it's just a, a preference mm. and, a, and a taste thing. But yeah, I, I would, I would merrily eat these till the cows came home. Okay, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Basically, like, I, I can see myself making these for a birthday, for Mother's Day, for Christmas, any time that there are going to be people at my house eating food. 
time to okay. convince, absolutely. Oh, nice. Mm. It, it sounds like this would be your, if you had to go on the extra slice and redo a bake that you weren't so happy with, this was is exactly what you'd go for, Mandy. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Because I know that I imagine that if I did it right, it would taste even better. You know, since mm. my crimp hat wasn't quite thick enough and my shoe pastry didn't rise, but it still was delicious like that. Like, I can't wait to see what it would taste like if I got it right. Hmm. Yeah, likewise, I, I, I'm intrigued to see what would the bake be like if, I, if I'd actually pricked the puff pastry. Yeah. Uh, you know, how would it all have looked if I'd done the sugar nibs and the brushing with the egg and stuff like that? Perhaps we could do a, a, a one-off in the uh, gap between the seasons and we each do a, a bake of something we wanted to do and try and do it really well again. Yeah. Hmm, could be interesting. Hmm. Okay. Any final thoughts, comments on the uh, Prix d'Amour? Did you try blowtorching, Mandy? I did. I did. I actually went out and bought a blowtorch just for this. Okay. Oh, first nice. time I ever used one, and it was so much fun. Nice. I, I don't think it... it added anything to the flavor, but it made it pretty. Yeah, it's definitely nice. a look thing, otherwise it's a it's a, a plate of beige. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so next week, how are we doing with chickpeas? What are our opinions on them? I don't like hummus. Yep. Okay. So I have to tell you right there, I, I don't like chickpeas, but I don't think anybody's surprised because I never like anything, apparently. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I think it's going to be using chickpea juice, the source of chickpeas. I don't know. I, I've heard you can use it for instead of egg whites. Yes, I, I've heard that many times. So that's that's what I think is going to be the vegan, what might even be a pavlova from the shots we were shown. Not just vegan meringues. Um, before we, we, uh, and I wanted to follow up on the blamange because I did freeze some of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that didn't work out. Oh, uh, what um, happened? You could taste the, the flour, the almond flour. Oh. Whereas you couldn't when it was still just the, the gel, the, like the creamy gel. Okay. Once it was frozen, that flour taste is all that came through and it was really uh, weird. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, I don't recommend doing that. Did you eat it frozen or did you defrost it? Um, frozen okay i mean we had to let it defrost a little bit because it was mm. rock yeah. solid um but i tried to eat it as frozen as possible like like the way you would with ice cream or something yeah. and it was just that's weird. a shame because then yeah if you could have had it frozen you could have done like an ice cream float <laughs> poured some lemonade over the top of it or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i just don't recommend it uh, no okay we enough, will, we, not, we do will that not do that yeah. yes all right <laughs> great Thank you very much. We'll speak to you next week. Yes, we will. Bye, Mandy. Bye. D'amour. <laughs> Je t'adore. Je t'adore. D'amour. Um, and they've all been polished off by now. Mm. Which oh, God. Yeah. And, and you did manage to take that, I think, just to finish up from people having just heard us, considering whether you could get them to work. Although I might have edited out your discussion of whether you could ice them in the office. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you did manage to transport them into the I town. I did. I did. And I, I gave one at work to my um, colleague, Marlene, mm -hmm. who sent me an, an inter instant message of yum <laughs> <laughs> with all the mmm. Mm. And I took the rest to my knit night with my friends. And we sat in the foyer of the Royal Festival Hall with our knitting, <laughs> a bottle of Prosecco, eating Puy d'Amour. And, and really entertaining tourists from Cornwall who insist on taking photos of us. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, look at these crazy London folk. <laughs> exactly. Knitting and eating Puy d'Amour. Puy d'Amour, nice. <laughs> nice. But they all went down well. They all went down very Good. well. So this week is vegan pavlova. Meringues. <laughs> Shall we talk meringues a bit? We we do have a history of meringue pain in this household. Yeah, I keep trying. I, I want to be someone who could... Because meringues are not too difficult, he says. I want to be someone who can knock out a decent batch of meringue kisses that are in interesting colours and interesting flavours and be like, oh, yeah, I just threw these things together. And every time... Not every time I try. Most times that I try, I end up doing something that causes the meringues collapse as I'm mixing it. It's interesting because I don't think I'm able to say what the differences are between the days where there is meringue trauma mm -hmm. and the days when there is meringue triumph yeah and it's a stark difference there is no in between with meringues yeah it's got a, a big difference on my emotions i'll tell you that so <laughs> this is going to be what is described as more delicate mixing 
I can't even remember what they're called. Agrabah? No, that's where Aladdin lives. Aquafarmer. Aquafarmer. Farber? Farmer? <laughs> Farmer. Aquafaber. Aquafarber. Ah. Aquafaber. <laughs> Which, again, sounds like where Aladdin lives. <laughs> <laughs> I've written down Aquafarma like big pharmaceutical companies from, <laughs> from the water. <laughs> <laughs> Watery drug companies. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Aquafarma. So using chickpea juice to make meringues, then making a non-dairy creme patissiere and covering it in some fruit. And some chocolate, apparently. Oh, you put chocolate on the bottom of the discs. Yes. Easy. Easy peasy? I don't know. It, <laughs> it looked... They looked to make an easier job of it mm. than I thought they would. Mm. Whether we will have the same joy at home is, is, is to be seen. Yeah. Look, go on. I'm very nervous. <laughs> I'm very nervous of handling the very delicate meringue and putting chocolate on the bottom of it. Well, I think I think this is one where again we'll divide and conquer. Yep. So if I do the meringues, yep. Because frankly, I want to do this. Um, you, you are going to be meringue Matthew. Yes, <laughs> Double M. Yeah. Um, that's my superhero <laughs> name. Exactly. <laughs> I throw the meringue, them up. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you get them so buzzed on sugar with your meringue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the looking at the recipe, there is also coconut pastry cream. Mm-hmm. There is mango coolie, mm-hmm. and there is filling and topping, and then decorating with vegan white chocolate and coconut flakes. So, if you can do the coolie and the coconut. Pastry cream. I can do that. And chop up fruits and things go on top. Yep, yep. And then we can assemble. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Please don't make me spread chocolate on the bottom of no, your beautiful I will, okay, meringues. I will do the touching of meringues. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> meringue, Matthew. <laughs> meringue, Matthew will touch all the meringues. <laughs> Be careful of my deadly pavlova. <laughs> Watch out for my rolling roulade. <laughs> it's, the pa- it's the power Pavlova move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I'm just a wrestler, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then next week, looking ahead, five bakers left, Danish week. Mm. And they're all wearing Hawaiian shirts like John did. Oh, bless it them. It breaks my heart a little bit. Bless them, bless yeah. them, yeah. That's lovely. It is. And, and, and it shows quite how friendly they are. Having seen pictures of them getting together to watch the show together and things like that, and then seeing it even as they were doing it, like John's absence was going to be felt, so they did a thing to honour him. Yeah. Lovely. I, I mean, I know they get friendly every year, but mm. this year's feels like a closer bunch than mm. normal. Mm. It's, it's, it feels very nice. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Danish week. Oodle foodle. <laughs> I speak no Danish. That's Dutch, isn't it? <laughs> it was <laughs> when I when I pretended I could speak Dutch. <laughs> um, Danish donuts, we think, is the technical. I think so. Yeah, I think so. So it'll be interesting to see what the cooking method is. Whether that needs to be fried, whether it's baked. Yeah, mm, give that a go. Yeah, it looked quite tasty. Okay, so we shall be back next week, having done a chickpea meringue and Ooh. coconut creme patissiere. I like coconut, so actually mm. I, I'm 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 positive about how that could come out. Yeah. I'm gonna be interested in finding all the ingredients because it's a, a slightly random list of ingredients at places where it is things like vegan chocolate or vegan something you know, a, a very non dairy version of something, but then there's uh coconut yogurt. Um I'm trying to look. Xanthan gum. Ooh. I'm not sure what xanthan gum is. There's things in there that I'm going, oh, okay, that's that's different. I'll be interested to see what it's like finding these things. I think you might be surprised, pleasantly surprised, mm. by how easy it is to find coconut yogurt. Because I think okay. I've seen it on the shelves of Sainsbury's. Okay. Because I think there's quite a lot of, um, in, in the yogurt shelves, there's a number of um, non-dairy options mm. for, for people who have dairy problems. Well, there's a whole end of the unit thing in, in yeah. Sainsbury's, so... Acado, we we should we will be coming for you, seeing what you can do for Indeedy. us. Indeedy. Uh, and we will be back next week with some chickpea meringues. Yep. And talking about Danish week. Yep. Speak to you then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>